0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the writer
1: than you podcast. And good morning, everybody in for Bill Ryder. I am Bart Winkler. It is great to be here. Great to be filling in and won't rearrange the furniture too much with Bill Ryder. Love his program. Love hearing it every day in Milwaukee, 1250 a.m the fan Tom is here da, uh, Tom de Celestino Tom good to be with you thanks for uh, welcoming me into the show and I, I love I love the name of the show it's the greatest name of the show ever Bill writer writer than you and I like that because Bill's a guy who's gonna present himself as right a lot and I think in listening to him you you've heard that Bill is right a lot and that's something that I like to pride myself on. Is that I'm right a lot. And I'm very right when it comes to all things. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I'm sorry for the Milwaukee audience. But we're going to do it. We're going to start there. All things Aaron Rodgers. When it comes to Aaron Rodgers, I've got this guy pegged to perfection. I've got the Packers pegged to perfection. I know better than that building what they want to do and what they should do, and why they're not doing what they want to do. Here's the backstory to this whole Aaron Rodgers thing. You guys know it. I'll go through it quick. A long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Packers had this quarterback, Brett Favre, and he was very good. And then around like 2002, he's like, ah, oh, shucks, I'm not retire. And then he didn't for another decade. Along the way, the Packers in 2005 had the 24th pick in the draft. Well, what do we do here? We'll get a we'll get a weapon for Brett. That'll be good. Okay. Well, there were two quarterbacks that went in that first round or at least in the top 24, Jason Campbell, let's not forget him, also went in that draft. But it could have been Rodgers at one, it could have been Alex Smith at one. It was Alex Smith. Okay, well Rodgers will probably go 8. No, well, he might go 15. No, he might go 17. No, he might go 20. He might go 21. By the time it got to 24 Packers, you have to take this guy. It was supposed to be the number 1 quarterback you have to take this guy. So the Packers took him and thus began 3 years of well when are they going to go to Rodgers? When are they going to go to Brett uh when are they going to leave from Brett Favre? When is this going to It was 3 years it was a mess. It divided Packer Nation and eventually the Packers moved on from Brett Favre. He went to Minnesota after a year with the Jets, never got to a Super Bowl, came back to Lambeau, beat the Packers. Okay, whatever. Rodgers won a Super Bowl, Brett Favre didn't. I guess it worked out. Good. Let's never go through that again. 15 years later, Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. His level of play starts to deteriorate a little bit. Not to the point where we need a quarterback right now. I mean, it's still, still, he's got Aaron Rodgers. I've done so many interviews with NFL people over the years where I say, on the whole, what do you think of the Packers this year? They don't answer my questions about the offensive line. They don't answer my questions about the defense or the coaching. Well, none of that matters, because when you have Aaron Rodgers, anything's possible. Okay. So, Rodgers struggles. The Packers then trade up to get Jordan Love. Already, the situation's different. Back in 2005, Rodgers could have been the number one pick. He fell to them. That didn't happen in 2020. Justin Herbert didn't fall. To the Packers at 26. Tua didn't fall to the Packers at 26. The Packers made a conscious decision to trade up for Jordan Love. And we saw on TV that night, as the draft was done virtually, remotely, we saw a very excited general manager, Brian Gutekind. and we saw a very excited head coach, Matt LaFleur. They were very excited that they got their quarterback of the future. So what does Rodgers do? He goes out and wins an MVP. And then what does he do the year after that? He goes out and wins another MVP. Well, you're not going to move on from a guy who's winning MVPs. The contract's coming up. Sure. So let's lock this guy up. Let's pay him an enormous amount of money. Lock him up. He's going to be our quarterback. Well, what about Jordan Love? Well, I don't know. Rodgers is playing like the MVP. Okay. Then this last year, Rodgers did not play like the MVP. Rodgers played sort of mediocre. I can't remember too many games where I would say Rodgers won that football game. That football game was won because of Aaron Rodgers. I don't feel like that happened. The Packers were 4-8. and They were nearly mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Rodgers said, I'm going to play until we're eliminated. Then what did they do? They won four games in a row. I don't feel like a lot of that was thanks to Aaron Rodgers. I feel like a lot of that was thanks to The defense, the Packers' defense played great in December. Rodgers has a broken thumb. His hand hurts. They're 4-8. They got a quarterback that they need to take a look at. They let Rodgers play. They let him play all the way to week 18. You've got the Lions Sunday night primetime. It's cold. This is a perfect coronation for the 2022 Green Bay Packers to go to the playoffs to celebrate Rodgers once and for all, and they lose. And now we're stuck with an off season so far of just like it's been the years before. Maybe I'll come back. Maybe I won't. This year, add the plot twist of a darkness retreat. And so what do the Packers do? What, what are the Packers supposed to do? And this decision is so large, not just for the Packers, but I think it's so large for the rest of the NFL. Because there's a move that eventually I believe will be made and should probably just be made today. It should have been made this weekend. Just go ahead and make this move already. If I'm the New York Jets, I'm signing Derek Carr as quick as possible. I'm not waiting around for Aaron Rodgers. I don't I don't need to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. I've got a guy here. The Jets feel like he can take them to the Super Bowl. The Jets, I the Jets, I don't think they're a Patrick Mahomes away from a Super Bowl. I don't think they're a Joe Burrow away from a Super Bowl. They were seven and four last year with some of the most incompetent quarterback play we've seen in this league. So I don't, I don't think they need, they just need someone. They, they haven't had a good quarterback in years. They haven't had a quarterback throw for at least 10 touchdowns in three years. Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, Mike White. Remember Mike White had a fun game and The celebration about Mike White wasn't, hey, we're Jets fans. We have our quarterback of the future. It's Mike White. It was, no, it was, this guy's not Zach Wilson, and we didn't have to watch Zach Wilson for a week. Their best drive of the season, you could argue, was led by Chris Streveler on a Thursday night. So I think that the Jets, with Brees Hall coming back, with the defense they're building, with a defensive-minded head coach, a good wide receiving core, a mid first round draft pick, some other draft picks. Don't, don't give away all these players. Don't give away these draft picks for what it would cost to bring in Aaron Rodgers, who would be the most expensive quarterback that you could probably bring in outside of a long guaranteed contract for Lamar Jackson, who I still am not sure what happens with, would lean towards. He stays in Baltimore. We'll see. That would be a huge domino. But if I'm the jets, it seems like they want Derek Carr and, and Aaron Rodgers's. The asterisk like we want Derek Carr asterisk unless we can get Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think that the trouble, the juice is not worth the squeeze. If you look at what these guys did last year and historically, it's very important. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not unaware of this. Historically, Derek Carr is not a top five quarterback of all time or in that conversation. Aaron Rodgers is historically, Derek Carr has not won a Super Bowl or been to one. Aaron Rodgers has. Historically, Derek Carr is not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Aaron Rodgers is. But if you look at where they are at in their career, Derek Carr is a quarterback who spent a lot of time in Las Vegas and Oakland, did not like how the last year went. I feel like he feels like he has something to prove. Aaron Rodgers is a guy who I just don't think I, I'm not sure what he wants is the, is the issue. I know if I'm getting Derek Carr, this guy wants to play football. This guy wants to put in the work. This guy wants to win. If I get Aaron Rodgers, I don't know that I get that. Based on how they performed in 2022, Aaron Rodgers had 3,600 yards passing. He had 26 touchdowns. He had 12 interceptions. Derek Carr had 3,500 yards passing. He had 24 touchdowns. He had 14 interceptions. That's not that big of a difference. The quarterback rating, the official NFL quarterback rating for Rodgers was 91-1. For Derek Carr, it was 86-3. So I don't think that's a big a big as big of a gap that you need to wait seven months to find out what's going to happen with Rodgers. If you want to go off ESPN's QBR, Derek Carr was 55-5. Okay, that's mediocre. Rodgers was 39-3 which I'm not sure how they formulate that number, but 39.3 out of 100 is not good. I don't think the gap between what you're going to get in 2023 between Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers is big enough where if I'm the Jets, I'm going to really, really like Derek Carr and then still wait for Aaron Rodgers. I want to get Derek Carr in there as soon as possible. I want to get him ready. I want to get him acclimated so that by the time that my draft picks come here, and by the time it's training camp and by the time it's the preseason Derek Carr already knows enough about this offense and what we do as New York Jets that Derek Carr's the one telling some of these rookies this is how it's done. Derek Carr's using the offseason to work with some of these receivers that he's going to have for the first time. So I think if I'm the if I'm the Jets, I'm signing Derek Carr as soon as possible. I'm not waiting around He's going to cost me, what, guaranteed $45, $50 million? You know, that's a good chunk of money. Rodgers, if I get him, it's going to be $60 million. Plus, I have to give up a bunch of assets. And the Packers, if they do trade him, are probably going to end up wanting picks for this year to surround with Jordan Love. So if I'm the Jets, I don't let Derek Carr go anywhere else. Now, it's not as if the situations are that much better. Like, Derek Carr probably is in a position where the Jets will tell him, Hey, you're, you're our guy unless we can get Rodgers, and you could probably tell Derek Carr that because where else is Derek Carr going to go? He's already visited the saints. Doesn't like them. The Panthers, I don't think are an intriguing play at this point, Tampa Bay. I mean, you want to go to Tampa Bay. They're in a transitional time. Maybe Washington as they brought in Eric B uh, There's a lot of new factors there. If I'm Derek Carr. I feel like the Jets are my play. And if I'm the Jets, I feel like Derek Carr is my play. So I think for the New York Jets, they should get Derek Carr immediately and not wait on Rodgers. Now I am in Milwaukee. I am a Packers fan. I don't want that to happen. I want the Packers to fleece the Jets. I don't want the Jets out of the running. I want the Jets and Raiders to bid and maybe throw another team in there. Maybe Washington, maybe Carolina, who knows? Just get the bidding up. I want as much as I can get for this guy. Because as we've seen throughout sports, when a guy seems untradeable, I thought Kyrie Irving might have been untradeable. All it takes is one team. One team to either feel desperate enough, one team to either feel optimistic enough, and there's going to be one team that looks at Rodgers and says, I don't care how you did in 2022. We, we still know that there's, there, we're, we're, we're banking on the possibility that there's still the MVP quarterback in there. It wasn't that long ago. We saw that happen with Brett Favre. Brett Favre went to the Jets, had an okay year, started kind of similar to how they did last year. I think they were 9-3 and and then ended up losing a bunch and did not make the playoffs. But then he went to Minnesota and went to the NFC Championship game, had an MVP-caliber season. Brett Favre was was great that first year in Minnesota. So you're hoping that with Aaron Rodgers, you still get that kind of quarterback that you can get. Now, is it going to be worth all the -the off-the-field stuff? Aaron Rodgers, I'll tell you, is not a bad person. He's, he's not. He's, he's a good person. He, he does a lot of charitable work in Green Bay. He raised a lot of money for small businesses in California during and after the pandemic. He is not a bad person. But there is a lot that comes with him. It is a constant flow of information. Everything he says is 17 different news stories. I mean, he's been he's been in the pure dark for five days, and he's still how I chose to lead things off today because he is still that dominant of a figure in this league. And he's going to be that dominant of a figure when it comes to the domino effect that is going to go through the NFL this offseason. You've got Derek Carr who needs a home. You've got Daniel Jones who allegedly wants $45 million from the giants. And I am a Daniel Jones believer. We are few and far between. I've been a Daniel Jones believer for a while. He's not getting $45 million from the Giants. Lamar Jackson is out there. That, I think, is the wild card of all wild cards. Because if Lamar Jackson suddenly goes somewhere else, I know that Jim Harbaugh, or John Harbaugh, rather, said it was a 200% chance he would he would be a Raven next year. Okay, well, we'll see. But that is the domino of all dominos. That's the wild card of all wild cards. You've still got Jimmy Garoppolo out there. I mean, is, is he worth looking at? Is somebody going to take a fourth turn on Baker Mayfield, really the quarterback that everybody's going to try to go after if you need a quarterback and think you're a quarterback away is Aaron Rodgers. But I do not think that where the gap is between Rodgers and Derek Carr is that big that if you have Derek Carr and you like Derek Carr, you wait on Derek Carr. I think if you're the New York Jets, you sign Derek Carr, you get him in there, and you just start the offseason program now. I think you go for it right away. Now, again, as a Packer fan, I want these teams to bid against each other. As a Packer fan, I eventually want Aaron Rodgers to be traded. I'm ready for Jordan Love, and I think the Packers are ready too. They're just kind of in this weird stalemate right now where nobody wants to be the one to actually turn in the divorce papers. So they've both been been unhappy for a long time, but nobody wants to be the one to actually... Say, oh, it was it was my fault. They're trying to make this as amicable as possible. Nobody wants to look bad. I don't think it's a coincidence that the weekend Rodgers goes into a closet for four days. I'm still very unsure of what this darkness retreat entails. I don't think it's a coincidence that once he goes into this bunker, that news stories start coming out that, oh, the Packers are actually, quote, disgusted with Aaron Rodgers. That the Packers do believe that Jordan Love, that, that Brian Gutekunst, the GM, is telling other GMs, I'm ready for Jordan Love. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think they want to move on. I think the players are ready to move on. It's just an issue of, will it actually happen? And I don't think the Jets should wait around to see who's going to blink first in Green Bay. I think they signed Derek Carr, bring him in, and go forward. I think he's good enough to get them to a level they haven't been to in a while, and once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. And I think that Derek Carr needs to be their guy. 855 212 855-212-4CBS. Lots of NFL to continue to talk about. More coaching moves throughout. We're starting to see uh, contracts get voided. And we're starting to see more free agents happen. Free agency periods coming up. We've got the draft to talk about. There's so much to, to get to. It does seem like the quarterback dominoes need to fall first. And I think the Jets just need to make the first move. 855 212 You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. In for Bill Writer today, my name is Bart Winkler. It is good to be with you. I'm on Twitter at Winks. Thinks. Tom's at D-Cell CBS. Going to be with Tom today. Uh, so I am in Milwaukee, and I've been on these airwaves in Milwaukee for years. 6 to 10 Central was my time slot, and... When I would, I mean, I don't know what city you're in. The traffic at 530 in the morning is pretty light wherever you are typically. So, I mean, I'm I'm getting out of bed. I live 20 minutes away from where I need to be. I'm getting out of bed 21 minutes before the show, flying to work, sitting down to start the show, and I'm ready to go. With it being later in the day, it's a little bit more of a rush hour situation, so that's fine. And... One of the roads by my house is under construction, and so they set up the Wisconsin Department of Transportation set up a zipper merge. So, Tom, you see a zipper merge coming. What do you do? How, how do you how do you approach a zipper merge? A zipper merge, and I I think yeah. I have this right. I've done this on more than one occasion. I've been driving for almost twenty years now. Uh, it's every congratulations. O- <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's every other car, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's zipper. It's every other car, and then there's a point where, like, think of a, think of a funnel, and the water goes into the funnel, and they take turns. Do 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 do. Well, you may know this about the Midwest. We are we are nice folk over here. We are we are Midwest nice over here. Everybody's so nice. You know, people from the coast come to the Midwest and think, okay, these guys are too nice. I feel like they're being like sarcastic, and I'm being pranked. We are too nice. Well, one of the problems is we are too nice that we think the zipper merge is rude. So what happens is if you see a zipper merge happening 300 yards away, we get in a single file line the whole time. And then there's another lane that's just empty. And we're all single file. We're all single file. We're all single file. And we we zip way ahead of the merge. So I, today... Not used to all this traffic. I'm like, well, I don't want to sit in traffic. I'm not accustomed to sitting in traffic. I'm, I'm I'm, going to go. I, The lane's open, so I speed all the way up to the front. Essentially cut the guy off in front because it was my turn. And I got a honk of legendary proportions. It was a double-digit, second-sized honk. And I was very upset that I got honked at because, Tom, I feel like I did things the right way. I don't think you did anything wrong. If they got in single file, Bart, that they defeated the whole purpose of this zipper merge. It's meant to keep traffic moving. It is. But again, here in the Midwest, we're, we think we're so nice that nobody wants the, the situation of, it doesn't even make sense to me as I'm trying to explain it. I did the right thing. I didn't deserve being honked at and being honked at like you can flip me off. You can call me names, you can you can berate my family, you <laughs> you can you could do anything. It all washes right off of me. But getting honked at, it it triggers me in a way that I cannot even put into words. And so I was very upset. So then what I do when I get honked at, then I take my wheel and I and I go back and forth and I like drive all over the road so that they think that there's something wrong with me. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> well, cuz I I want to make them feel bad that they honked at me. And that's the only way I know how to do it. So I was, I'm very upset about this. I couldn't keep it in any longer. I was going to bring it up at some point. Uh, I brought it up now. I just want everybody to know that if you ever drive in the Midwest and you see a zipper merge, you better get all the way back in line and wait your turn like a good, like a good Midwesterner, because they will not allow you in if you get up to the front. So that's, that's the traffic situation. Even though I'm right, and even though the Wisconsin Department of Transportation explicitly says that is how you do it, you go in alternating turns at the point of the merge. They say it themselves. Uh, I was I was the villain today. I was the villain today in Milwaukee, and uh, that's just something I'm going to have to live with. But if I can do one thing here today, it's to educate those that are listening and Milwaukee and anywhere in the Midwest and nay anywhere in the country with roads to use zipper merge the right way. Otherwise we're all sitting in line. And I really think why I got honked at was they were just jealous that they had to wait and they didn't do the right thing. So I feel like I did the right thing, got to work on time, feel very good about that. And again, I'm trying to, I want to enlighten. I want to bring sports knowledge. I want to bring sports takes. I want to have sports conversations, but ultimately I'm just trying to help the world be a better place. And so when you see a zipper merge, please go all the way up to the front and merge when you are supposed to. 855 855-212 212 CBS. The Derek Carr situation, the Derek Carr free agency watch, is something that uh, I think is interesting. David Carr, his brother, had recently come out and said, this is going to be a long process. Uh, he talked to the NFL Network, said, Derek had a great trip. In New York, Uh, honestly, it's going to be a long process. He really only has the Saints, the Raiders, and the Jets to kind of compare those places. So he wants to do his due diligence and see as many places as he can to, to get a feel for what the best place for him will be. And if the Jets are truly going to wait for Aaron Rodgers, remember they signed Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator, and Nathaniel Hackett is not a good coach and he's 0-for-1 at getting Aaron Rodgers to come to his teams with the Denver Broncos getting fired last year midseason, that when uh, when Hackett went to New York, nobody talked about his credentials as a coach. Nobody talked about what he could do for the Jets' offense. You see Eric Bieniemy go to Washington, and it's, oh, okay, Eric Bieniemy, he's going to do this. He can set up this. He wants a job. He's going to try to you know do everything he can to prove, and the offense is going to really take – Take part, and we're so excited. And he can use these weapons here. And whatever quarterback they have, they're going to. I mean, he's worked with Mahomes. It's all Eric Bieniemy goes to Washington, and there's just a whole think tank of, wow, this is going to be great. What is he going to do for us? Washington fans are excited. You're excited about an offensive coordinator. This is wonderful. Nathaniel Hackett goes to the Jets, and everyone's like, uh, Aaron Rodgers, maybe? <laughs> nobody, nobody. Nobody has any qualifications on him because nobody is seemingly aware of what his qualifications are. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four CBS. So that's a situation with Washington, uh with New York. And Washington could be a spot for Derek Carr, too. You could see Derek Carr end up in Washington. Now the salaries are gonna have to work out. Derek Carr is probably going to command a good salary, a good chunk of change. And that would be expected. I think some of the quarterbacks that are out there on the market, I mean, if I'm the Jets, that's the other thing. If I'm the Jets, do I feel like uh, like I'm a Derek Carr away? Do I feel like I'm an Aaron Rodgers away? Do I feel like I'm a Jimmy Garoppolo away? There's not a lot of quarterbacks outside of Lamar Jackson that I think could come into my organization and get me to a Super Bowl. I really wonder if I'm the Jets. I, I, if I'm the Jets, I feel like I have a good thing going. You know, last year, they were a pretty surprising team. Seven and four actually beat. Zach Wilson beat Aaron Rodgers last year. And they had Brees Hall, rookie of the year candidate, before he got hurt. Garrett Wilson came on. I think they have a good receiving core. They have some guys they're still trying to figure out how to use. You know, boost the offensive line. This is a defense that gets high accolades around the league. And Robert Sala, you know, I don't think that Robert Sala deserves to be with the ineptitude of a quarterback that was drafted before he got there. I'm still not sure what the Jets saw in Zach Wilson. I'm not a Zach Wilson guy by any means. I don't think he was that challenged at BYU. Uh, I understand some of the tools that made him attractive, but the one game that stuck out for me. And it's, it's still the thing I see when I think of Zach Wilson is when BYU and Coastal Carolina threw together a game in six days, which is great. You hear from these college programs that it takes 12 years to figure out a home-and-home, home. yet BYU and Coastal Carolina figured one out within six days, but he just got pummeled in that game. And BYU's offensive line was not... Not bad to the point where Coastal Carolina should have been beating them up, and I his demeanor in there. I would have taken a Justin Fields. I, I would have not. I, I don't understand. I didn't understand why it was so obvious that Lawrence was one, which that made sense. But why Zach Wilson was two? We we knew a month. We knew two months before the draft that Zach Wilson was going to. So I don't think that Sala should be punished for that. And, and he benched him, and he tried to move on. He eventually had to go back to him, which it seemed like he never was going to. You know, Joe Flacco, Mike White, Chris Streveler, combined, they're like three-fourths of a decent quarterback, all four of those guys. So if you're the Jets, you got to figure, are you got to figure the first part, are we a quarterback away from the Super Bowl? And again, I'm not sure that they are, but if they are, I don't think there's a difference enough between Rodgers and between Carr where it's worth waiting for Aaron Rodgers, where it's worth spending more money for Aaron Rodgers, where it's worth giving up more assets for Aaron Rodgers. I think if you've got the guy in Derek Carr, but ultimately the other part of this equation is that Derek Carr probably wants you too, Because if Carr's going to look around the league, he's already seen the Saints. I don't know what the Saints are going to look like. Carolina doesn't seem attractive for me. Indianapolis, I don't want to go there and be another – veteran that lands in Indianapolis. I'm not I'm not totally keen on the direction of their franchise. So I don't know I don't know if I want to go there. The two sides are basically in a stalemate understanding this will probably be the best case scenario for us. We're just waiting to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Which is insane. Not to do the women and girl comparison that we always fall into this trap, but it's like if you <laughs> If you're gonna marry this person and she wants to marry you, yet there's a supermodel that might be interested in you, and she agrees, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, if the supermodel's interested in you, yeah. If your hall pass wants to marry you, sure, I understand. I'll bow out and find someone else. Th- that's the weird kind of situation that's happening. Is that the Jets and Derek Carr know they're right for each other, but they're both understanding that if Aaron Rodgers is available. They'll go for that. I think I think you just get – I think you love the one you're with. Just get married to Derek Carr and go from there. 855 212 855 855-212-4CBS. Peter Schwartz at the update desk will come back. The uh, NFL, great league. Talked about it so far, 30 minutes. It's excellent. They need to be looking at the XFL. The XFL last weekend. You going to watch the XFL? No, stupid. I think. I think the audience is actually going to go up week two to week one, how well that league debuted, and some of the things that I think the NFL should be adapting as soon as next season with what they saw in the spring football league. Let's get to Peter, CBS Sports Radio.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
1: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. In for Bill Ryder, my name is Bart Winkler. Great to be with you here on this Tuesday morning. It's time for the Defensive Player of the Week, which is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, proudly serving the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Defensive player of the week is going to be from a game last night. Kansas guard Kevin McCullough Jr. Two blocks and a steal. The Jayhawks beat TCU on the Horned Frogs home court. Number 3 Kansas now 23-5 and five on the season. Our good, good buddy Jerry Palm does have them projected as a one seed as of now March Madness coming up. But the madness really getting underway here with some of these bubble teams battling for spots. Conference tournament's going to start. You're going to have the... Mid-major conference tournaments starting in no time, so should be another good weekend of college basketball. And, a, I mean, we're really getting into the period where things do get crazy. Again, I'm Bart Winkler, 855 212 4227 855-212-4CBS. You guys can call in throughout the show. Eric is in Boise. Eric, what's happening with you? Hey, how are you doing this morning? Good, you? Not too bad. Hey, so I want to preface my comment, my question – I saying I'm a Vikings fan, so I don't have a horse in this race, but if I'm Derek well, so Carr... so we're mortal enemies. I'm a Packer fan. Yeah, well, we got our own problems at quarterback, so we're all <laughs> in the same boat right now. Okay, all right. So, if I'm if I'm Derek Carr, why don't I want to go to the Giants or an NFC team? I don't have to go through my homes. I don't have to worry about going through Burrow or all that. Or if I'm going to go if I'm going to stay in the AFC, why wouldn't I go to the Dolphins? So, like a team that made the playoffs last year. Exactly. Well, that's interesting. So, Eric, thanks for the call. Good luck with your team, but not too much. So, if you look at the teams that made the playoffs, you could say, "Well, Derek Carr should go to a playoff team." There's a few teams where that could be a possibility. Perhaps Tampa Bay. Tom Brady obviously retired and turned in his papers, and he's he bought two kittens, so he's he's retired for good. You don't buy cats and then go play again, uh, I guess. So maybe Tampa Bay could be a possibility. Haven't heard too much on that. The Dolphins are interesting. They're going to have to decide whether they give that that big fifth-year option to Tua. And with his injury history, which isn't his fault, it's just the it's just kind of the Dolphins' fault, but this guy's gone through some concussions, so you don't know what the guarantee is. You don't know what the safety, the long-term health is going to be for Tua. If the Dolphins are going to make a splash, I think that... For the Dolphins' sake, I ride it out with Tua before I start looking at Derek Carr. Now, Daniel Jones and the Giants is an interesting situation that is popping up because we're hearing the reports that Daniel Jones wants somewhere in the $45 million range. And I think Jones did well to take this year where he did not get that fifth-year option, the guaranteed bonus that they give these rookies that are drafted in the first round. So he played as a free agent. So he essentially... He's he's, a fair, he's fair game. The Giants could negotiate with him. Derek uh, Daniel Jones already setting out the kind of money that he wants. I don't think you spend $45 million on Daniel Jones. And maybe, maybe, maybe New York, maybe I've been connecting the wrong New York team to the dots this whole time. And maybe it is Derek Carr to the Giants. I think, though, if you look at these teams, they're still the teams that don't need a quarterback. I mean, Buffalo. Cincinnati, Kansas City, the Eagles, uh the Niners have their situation. These are the top teams in the league. So they don't need a quarterback. What what ends up happening is there's there's mediocre quarterbacks that are available and there's mediocre quarterbacks that are mediocre teams that need a quarterback. And then for the Jets, they get stuck in this position where they were they're mediocre. They're not good, but they're not terrible. So they don't get to draft C.J. Stroud, or any of these guys at the top. They don't get to do that. They could draft a guy later and try to have that work. I mean, we've seen late-round picks. Brock Purdy, did you guys hear this ever? He was Mr. Irrelevant. I don't know if you knew that. I'm not sure if you're aware that Tom Brady, who I mentioned, he didn't get taken until the sixth round, you guys. So pretty crazy, huh? So you don't always need to draft a guy at the top, but what often happens is the teams that don't need a quarterback, they're very good because they have a good quarterback, The teams that uh, do need a quarterback are very bad, so they're able to draft one. And then the teams that need a mediocre quarter, the teams that are mediocre are mediocre, and who's available? Mediocre quarterbacks. And I do think that Derek Carr is above average, and I do think in the right situation he can play very well and take a team into the playoffs. Now, in the AFC, is he going to be able to get past Mahomes and Burrow and, and Josh Allen? Maybe not. So if he wants to look at a Super Bowl, then maybe he does sniff around some of these other NFC teams. And I've been dismissive of some of them already today. I've been dismissive of, of New Orleans, and I've been dismissive of Carolina. I've been a little dismissive of Washington. But perhaps to call her Eric's point, the NFC is more open that maybe Carr thinks that's where I want to go instead. So that is a good point by by Eric, for sure. Uh, the XFL this weekend, i got to talk about this. Tom, did you get into this? Like, going into the weekend was... Okay, one to ten. Where was your, where was your intrigue level? Where was your excitement level? How how excited were you?
0: I was probably
1: at a five, right in the middle there. I I Ooh. I'm not gonna say I know every player, every quarterback for every team, but I made sure to check it out. Okay, I think that's pretty good. I, I was a ten. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I, I I was a ten. I love spring football because I love football. So if you're gonna give me more football, I love football. I did get into the XFL way back in 2001. I told That was my senior year of high school. So what I did was I told all of my friends that at school, I said, hey, if you guys are looking for a place to go Saturday night, my parents will be home, so it's not going to be a rager, but I am having people over. I'll get pizzas. I'll have sodas. Uh, we're going to watch the XFL. I'm going to have a party. All right. Uh, one person showed up besides me, and it was my brother. The party was a massive failure, but my brother and I ever since have been lockstep in our love for the XFL. It then went away. It was very bad. 2020, I thought it was doing fine. And then, of course, COVID. They've tried different leagues since then, whether it was the AAFL, I don't think I even have that right, or the USFL, which at some point in April, there's going to be a few weeks where there's two spring leagues going on at the same time. That will be riveting. But I think this XFL, I think of all the spring leagues that have debuted, this weekend went it went about as well as it could have for a spring football league because there was competent football. Of the, th- of the four games, only one game was really a blowout. That happened to be the Saturday primetime game. But there was competent football. You saw their new rules benefit make the games exciting. You got the access that people really like. You got the access from the officials that people really like. And you saw a really good game, I thought, the D.C. Defenders game against Seattle. No, it was very good on Sunday night. Now, this was happening during the NBA All-Star game, so I'm not sure what the attendance and and viewer numbers were, rather. But the main sequence of that game, and I think the sequence that the XFL needs to lean into, was in, in D.C., they had this tradition three years ago, the beer snake. So everybody in one section, they take their beer cups and they put them all together and make a giant snake that goes down the 20 rows of the stadium. This was a big hit back in 2020 for this team. 2023, the stadium took it away, so the the fans are very upset. For some reason, they sell some product there with actual giant lemons, so the fans started throwing lemons on the field. Now, Seattle's team was backed up in that end zone. So in the end zone where all this craziness is going on, Seattle's team is backed up. The fans are starting to go rabid. They are throwing lemons on the field. The game has to be stopped. Eventually, the game starts again. The defenders' defense is like, this is awesome. They start making big plays, and eventually they get a pick six right into the end zone where the mayhem is going. Those are the kind of moments that I think this league can provide because the fans for the fans, are getting into it. The XFL is playing in home markets. San Antonio's fan base was very good. St. Louis's, when they host their first game, they're going to be very good. And I was talking to someone that went to an XFL game, and this was the greatest. This is the greatest pitch for the XFL, I think, right now, as this league is starting. It's a great college atmosphere. And if you win, it's so fun. You're so happy your team won. But if your team loses, you are so uninvested or newly invested in this team that if they lose, it doesn't matter. So it's like the best of both worlds. It's watching a team without the stress and nervous energy of trying to avoid a loss. So that I think actually is a selling point. I like some of the rules. I think there's some things that the XFL does. The NFL will not do the level of access you're getting with the players. That's not going to happen. The NFL will never give away the game with the officiating. We get to see the officials talk to the replay center. We get to see the whole process. I don't think the NFL is going to do that. But some of these other rules, whether it's the one or two or three-point conversion after a touchdown instead of an extra point, I think that's very adaptable to the NFL. I, I do like that. I think the ex, the extra point as it is, yeah, it's you know it's 37 yards back now, and they want it to be more... Unpredictable. They don't want that to be your bathroom break, so to speak. But to have a two-point conversion, a three-point conversion, I think that's more exciting. It brings more uh, different scores into possibility. It brings more of a, of a comeback nature. And that's really where the XFL thrived, too. There was a team coming back on Sunday afternoon, and instead of an onside kick, they had a fourth and 15 at their own 25-yard line, which I think was a massive success. Because the, the onside kick there's like a 9% chance that the onside kick happens. And if your team is down 10 points to two minutes to go, you pretty much know you're not going to win that game in the XFL with their one, two, three point conversions and a fourth and 15, they really stole the team stole. I think it was St. Louis stole the victory right from San Antonio and it made for an exciting game. And I think the XFL, maybe you were a five coming into the weekend. Maybe you guys were a one or a two or a zero. But there is some decent football. I'm not asking you to love it like the NFL, but give it a try. There's a game again Thursday night. I'm Bart Winkler in for Bill Writer. Kurt Heelan coming up next. We'll talk some NBA. CBS Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.